0: All right, notice what it says in verse 5 of Proverbs chapter 3. It says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord, and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel, and marrow to thy bones. Now notice right here that all these things, it's talking about trusting in God. That's something that we kind of do in our minds and in our hearts, isn't it? Trusting God you know, uh, acknowledging him in everything we do, you know, not being wise in our own eyes. All of this is stuff that we do up here in our head, isn't it? But then it goes on to say, if we do these things, that it shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. This is going to be something that affects us physically in a positive way. And one thing that we, we all know this through science and we see this in the Bible And we all know this from experience, but what is going on in our lives spiritually, or what is going on in our lives mentally, emotionally, it all affects us physically too, doesn't it? There is no doubt that the, uh, you know, the body, soul, and spirit, they're all connected and they all affect each other. And a lot of times you can have a physical problem and that physical problem is a result of something that's wrong spiritually in your life or something that's even wrong, you know, you can just say mentally in your life. For example, you know, how many dogs do you see going to a psychiatrist and, you know, taking depression meds and all that kind of stuff? It's just humans that do that, isn't it? You know, we're the ones that worry about things. You know, sparrows, they're not worried about what they're going to eat, but humans, we worry about that stuff all the time, don't we? And we can worry so much, it can affect us physically. We can start getting ulcers, but you know, sometimes people the reason people are having mental problems it's actually because of something that's physically wrong too you know these things they all work together and the truth is you know we don't always know the cause and you know one thing we hear a lot about today is you know mental health we've been hearing i mean we there's been a lot of reports about the mental health of America today and you know 2020 and the mental health the impact it's had on people's mental health and you know who's actually been doing better is people who went to church in 2020 everybody else i don't think that's a coincidence or surprise right there but you know what there's no doubt about it people are getting crazy okay you don't think people are getting crazy go watch the news go outside you know it, there's no doubt this world is getting crazy but even christians are struggling you know even Christ, you know, good christians you know there's enough stuff going on I mean it's gonna affect you. I mean I mean how many of you just in the last weeks have just had to be like, you know, I gotta turn off the news. You know why? Because it's just it starts affecting you, doesn't it? Yeah. It starts messing with you, and you start feeling bad, you get you get anxious, you get stressed yeah. out. I mean, sometimes you do you know, there's been times I I just gotta get off social media for a while. Yeah. That'll affect you physically, spiritually, emotionally. All that, these things all they, they all do something, you know, and they're and so One of the problems we have as Christians, and especially as Baptists, is we just assume that everyone's mental problems is a spiritual problem. Something where I think we're pretty good at. But, you know, it's just not true. You know, because here's the thing. As Baptists, we just assume and everybody's minds work like ours. You know, well, this is how this affects me. This is what I do to fix it. So this is what you should do. Well, not everybody's the same, especially mentally. Okay? and if you don't believe that all you have to do is look at your wife okay I mean you know do things not affect her different mentally now why is that okay some of it's because she's a female and has different hormones than you and these things they all play in and they all affect things they all do something you know and there was a time though when when people and I in you know in the past when people thought pretty much any sickness was some kind of spiritual problem or maybe even like some kind of demonic thing but you know over time we learned what caused these things and you know and instead of performing exorcisms on people you know they'd actually give them medication or fi- fix what was wrong you know they performed surgeries whatever needed to be done and you know sometimes people are crazy because of physical problems i was just talking with somebody yesterday about a lady used to come to our church who was crazy she was really really crazy And we didn't know why she was so crazy. And sometimes she was normal, but other times she was just, I mean, really weird and crazy. And you know, we found out about some of these, this physical condition she had that was really weird. And people who have that physical condition, they get crazy. And you know, there was, there was actually a medical reason, you know, Pete, you know, doctors are able to look and say, she's got this wrong with her body. When this is out of whack with her body, it affects her in the brain. And she gets really crazy. And one of the things that she, that would happen to her, and, you know, and this this was something this happens to other people with the same condition, she would act like she was drunk because there were several times I thought she was drunk. She would just start texting, and it just didn't make any sense. And it was just like, okay, I'm pretty sure she's drinking right now. And, you know, it turns out, no, that was just a side effect of this problem, that we, you know, that she had. And so, you know, we understand now, too, through science, and, you know, and folks, I'm not a doctor. I don't claim to be a doctor. And throughout this message, I will prove that I am not a doctor, okay? I'm not trying to pretend I am one. But, you know, we do understand how today, like if a heart isn't working properly, it can mess up a lot of things in your body. You know, you'll feel anxious, stressed, you know, a lot of other problems. You know, we understand too. We all know this. You know, when we're hungry, it affects us mentally, doesn't it? You know, we call it hangry. Why? Because we're hungry. But everything irritates us. You know, we're you know we're just we're just hungry, but we're you know, our, we start losing control of our temper. You know what's going on? You've got a physical problem and it's kind of messing you up mentally, is, is what's going on or emotionally. These things they affect our mood. You know, some of you, if you go too long without your coffee, nobody wants to be around you because you're not gonna be a pleasant person because of that. You know, and we, we all understand how that works, and so we need to understand though. One of the most complicated parts of our body is that thing inside the head called the brain. You know, there is so much to be discovered in the brain, things they probably never will discover. And the truth is, you know, when we start, when if something is wrong with our brain, a bunch of stuff is going to go bad. We're going to have a lot of problems. And so I say all that to say this, we as fundamental Baptists who are right on everything or who think we're right on everything, we are not doctors. Y'all understand that? Okay, now I don't have an honorary doctor degree, but just because a lot of preachers are out there and they have doctor on their name doesn't mean that they're doctors. It doesn't mean they can, you know, give you all this health advice and fix all these things in your life. You know, sometimes there are legitimate reasons people need to go on some kind of medication, and sometimes people are messed up in the head. And you know what? They might need to consult a professional. They might need to consult someone who works with people with that problem every day, and they know what works. And, you know, not necessarily the fundamental Baptists have the answers and all these things. Sometimes we just need to leave people alone. Okay. And what I'm preaching about tonight, this is for you as an individual. I'm not going to give you something tonight that you can go and use on other people. I want you to use these things on yourself because what we're talking about tonight is diagnosing our mental health. With the Word. I want to teach you how to diagnose yourself the best you can with, uh, with the Word of God. And then, and again, I'm not saying if you're struggling, you can't go to a doctor or anything like that. But I do believe the Bible can help us with these things a lot. I believe it's probably the best thing that there is to help us with these things. And so the most important thing that someone needs to figure out when they're dealing with physical pain is to find out why they hurt. Okay? If you're hurting, that means something is wrong, doesn't it? And so what are you going to do? Are you going to try to fix what's wrong with your body or, and here's what a lot of people do wrong mentally, or are you just going to take a drug to cover up the pain? Okay, you know, if your arm's broken, do you need to get your arm set? You know, you could just take some morphine or something like that and it'll probably stop, stop hurting for a while, but do you just want to live a life on morphine? And you know there's a lot of people out there they're struggling with things mentally and they never even try to figure out what's wrong mentally and they just take a medication to cover up whatever that symptom is without ever fixing what's wrong and you got to watch out for that too and then you can start abusing a lot of these things and and again it's harder you know it's a little easier you know we've got x-rays for the bones but you know brain scans I don't know if that can show what's wrong with people emotionally I don't, you know again I'm not a doctor I don't know but it probably can't but you know, there's a lot of people out there. You know, we we all would agree that doctors who, you know, should they should probably be able to get sued if they for malpractice. You know, if they misdiagnose somebody or if they tell somebody to do something that destroys them. Well, you know, if we're gonna sue doctors for that, we should probably sue some preachers that are out there that are always giving like physical and health advice for people and messing them up physically. Uh, don't go to that doctor. You don't. You know, you just need to have faith. You just need to get right with God, you know, and then the cancer takes over and they die, you know, and I don't know if they really should do that. People should be responsible to a certain extent, but if we were consistent, we probably would sue some pastors for this, but the most important thing someone needs to figure out when, you know, or if you're hurting in your head, if you're hurting emotionally, it is because something's wrong and you need to try to find out what it is so you can fix it. So, you know, don't just automatically go to the painkillers. Oh, I'm stressed out. Give me a pill. You know? Oh, I'm mad at my husband. Give me a pill. You know? Fix what's actually wrong. Got to find out cuz in there there's a, there's literally a million reasons somebody can be having mental issues. And so I'm not going to try to diagnose anyone in this message tonight, but what I want to do, I want to give some scriptures that will hopefully be helpful to help you pinpoint exactly where maybe where you're going wrong and maybe having some issues, because nobody needs to tell you how you feel because you know that. Okay, you know that I can't tell you how that is. And the important thing you need to figure out is why do you feel this way? And hopefully these scriptures will help reveal this to you tonight. And so kind of what I, the way I want to do this is, you know, often when you go to a doctor, they'll give you a list of questions asking about a lot of physical problems. You know, are you having this symptom, that symptom? You know, do you have pain in this area? And anybody ever filled those out before where you just got to put all these check marks on a million different things? Brother, I think you even have people fill that out. I think I did that there one time. And now, now, why do they do that? Because, you know, doctors who study this stuff all the time, if they know you're having this symptom, this symptom, this symptom, you know, that's a good indicator that you have this problem. Now, I'm not a doctor, so I can't give any good examples. All right, The only one I can think of is if you can't taste and you can't smell anything you know, and you have some cold-like symptoms, you probably have COVID. And that's why they ask all those questions, isn't it? Because these are the symptoms of this problem. And so when you go to a doctor, they're going to ask you a whole bunch of questions. And then depending on your answers, that kind of tells them where they need to maybe look to see where the problem is and there's a lot of things too that are connected that we don't even realize are connected you know there's been times when brother eric's been working i mean i'm like hurting on one side of my body and he's working on the other side of my body i'm like i don't hurt over there or over here but it's like you know he knows what's under the skin and it's like well these things are all connected and then you know he does all this stuff over on the other side of my body and then all of a sudden i feel better it's like i'd have never guessed that you know but people who study these things they've done it long enough where they can figure that out and so one thing that we need to do, we're, I'm going to ask you a few questions tonight, and depending on your answer on some of these things, it might show where and reveal where you're going wrong and what you need to fix, okay? Because that's a goal. We're, just, we're trying to find out what's wrong, because once we know what's wrong, then we know how to deal with it. And so it's like, if they find out you've got this disease, this is the treatment. But you got to you gotta find out what those symptoms are before you can pinpoint the disease so you can get the treatment. And you know what? All of us in here, we need some kind of mental treatment, okay? 2020 made all of us a little crazy. And some of us, you know, we need some rehab, you know, we need to try to uh, get ourselves, you know, back sane again. And so the first question I want to ask that you need to think about is, have you been struggling with worry? Have you been struggling with worry? That's a very important question. You know, you know, what have you been worrying about? You know, a lot of people out there, they spend a lot of their time worrying. A lot of their day, what's going on in their mind, they're worried about, you know, paying the bills, maybe worried about problems in their job, maybe worried about family issues. I mean, who knows? Okay, it's going to be different for all of us in here. How much of your day is spent just thinking about things you can't help? How many of you are just sitting around worried about the government? How many of you are worried about what Biden's going to do to this country? You know, worried about COVID, worried about J.B. Pritzker. Worried, Folks, if you don't have anything to worry about, I can give you a whole bunch of stuff. Or just go watch the news. They'll tell you what to worry about. And then right after the news gets done telling you all what you need to worry about, guess what? You're going to see a commercial for some drug that some pharmacist wants to give you. That's the cure to whatever it is that you're dealing with and the truth is if you are worrying it's going to affect you mentally and it's eventually going to affect you physically the Bible says in Philippians chapter four and verse four it says rejoice in the Lord always." and again I say rejoice let your moderation be known unto all men the Lord is at hand be careful for nothing okay when it says be careful for nothing don't be caring or worrying don't be full of care. In in, in a bad way that you're just constantly concerned, but it says, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Folks, that's what our world needs right now. That's what America needs right now. They need someone that's not them keeping their hearts and minds. You know why? Because they're losing their mind. We hear that all the time. You know, I'm losing my mind. Well, you know what you need to do? You need to go ahead and lose it. Not necessarily lose it, but give it over to Jesus Christ. Let him keep your heart and mind. You know what you're doing? You're saying, I'm trusting you with this instead of myself. Instead of me just sitting around and obsessing and worrying about these things and fretting over these things. You know what? I'm just going to give this to God. I'm just going to put this on him. And let me tell you something. That is easier said than done. We could preach a whole message on that, about casting all your care on Him, for He careth for you. You know, all the verses that talk about fretting not, but just, you know, giving things over to God. God wants us to do this. He has told us to do this. But, you know, it's the hardest thing to do. You know why? Because it takes faith. It takes faith to just believe that God can handle these things better than we can handle these things. You know what some of us need to do? We just need to say, Lord, Lord, I've been planning all I can to fix the government, but you know what? Those thirty thousand troops they had in D.C. this last week messed everything up. So you know what, Lord? I'm giving it to you, Lord. I'm just gonna. I'm trusting you, Lord. You take care of Biden, Lord. You take care of this government, Lord. You take care of J.V. Prisker. I can't do anything about this, and Lord, I'm done worrying about it. I'm just giving these things to you. And if we would bring those supplications to Him, if we bring those prayers to Him, then He will keep our hearts and minds. He will get these things under control because let's just face it, we just sometimes need to admit that we're weak. We just need to admit that, you know, uh, that we are, you know, in our flesh and in our minds, we are often very weak and we've got to learn to just give some things over to God. And folks, we don't have any excuse not to. Things are so much better in our country than they are in a lot of countries. Things are so much better now in our history than things have been throughout history none of us in here are worried about start you know have a reason to worry about starving to death or anything like that you know we're probably not going to get nuked anytime soon and even if we get nuked soon i heard here it takes you real quick and you know it's over like nothing we're going to be in heaven i mean we really don't have that much to worry about that we that we should be worrying about but understand if you sit around and worry about these things it will affect you mentally and let me tell you something we're seeing people all the time when we go out soul winning that unfortunately are letting the news media and everything get to them with their worry. It's 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 crazy. I went to a house yesterday, and there was a young man. He was outside, and I went up to him to go talk to him. And as I'm talking to him, his mom comes out. This he's probably 16 or 17 year old. His mom comes out, and she's like, oh, "What are you guys doing here?" I say, "We're just out. We're from Liberty Baptist Church." And she's like, "Well, I I don't want you here without a mask." And I was just like, well, I can put one on. She was like, he has COVID. And I'm just like, oh, okay. You know, so I'm just kind of, you know, kind of backing up and everything. But then she's acting like, you know, there's no way you can talk to him outside because he has COVID. But you know what she was doing? She was wearing her nurse's outfit, getting ready to leave to go to work at the hospital wherever she worked. And I'm thinking, are you crazy? You're the one living with a guy with COVID and now you're going to go work around a bunch of sick people? But she'll wear a mask, so it's all fine, right? You know, but it's like the things that you people worry about. I, you know, the other day I got cussed out at an apartment complex because, uh, you know, we were there and lady screams out the window, it's a blankety-blank pandemic. It's just like, I, I've, I've had people open the door with their mask on. They're, they're that worried about it. And it's like the, too many people believe the news. And it is affecting people's mental health greatly. There's no doubt about that. And you know what? We just got to just give these things to God. And you know, I, did, I decided a long time ago, you know what? I have to live my life. I have to pastor this church. I have to take care of my family. I have to do the things I'm supposed to do. Not just because it's right, but because it's what I need to do to function. It's what I need to do to survive. It's just what I'm supposed to do. It's what I need to do to stay sane. If I just sit around my house, I'm going to go crazy like they want me to do. I've got to do these things, and so I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to do what I need to do, and it's on the Lord whether I'm going to get COVID or not. You know, I'm not going to be reckless and irresponsible. I didn't go shake that kid's hand after, I, you know, I, and he, if he had COVID, he was doing pretty good. He's walking around outside no coat or anything, and he seemed absolutely fine. You know, if I'm going to get sick, I hope I'm that sick because, you know, that, that you know, when I'm sick and I get fever, I'm not going outside without a coat, and you know, and, you know, during the winter I like that, but. Yeah, that was kind of weird, but we need, we just need to understand what we need to do, do what God's called us to do. And, um, you know, when I was, i back when I was at my dad's church, you know, we went to nursing homes all the time. I taught in the Christian school. I worked on bus routes. I was around people all the time. And, you know, every flu season, you know, said so I used to get the flu every year and I always knew I was going to get it. It was like, you know what? I don't care. I've got work to do. God's got a thing He's He's called me to do. If I get sick doing God's will, then it's just God's will for me to be sick, and I just I refuse to hide from it. It's 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 pointless. It's not a good way to live. And you know what? Mental health is really important because I will go crazy if I do that. If I get the flu, that'll be gone in a few days. But you know what? You go crazy, that can be permanent. And there's some people out there with some permanent crazy and i could tell you a bunch of stories tonight we're not going to take time to do that so do you have you been struggling with worry another thing do you struggle with trust how, how well are you how good are you at trusting other people you know some people they are they're just so consumed with themselves it's all about them they they have no the ability not only just to trust god but even other people they're, you know they don't trust their husband they don't trust their wife they don't trust other people you know what that's not good. That is not some that is that is not a good way to live. The Bible says in first Peter five, seven, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. One of the reasons we don't give these things to God is because we don't trust God to do what we think he should with them. We don't trust God with our enemies because we don't think God's going to kill our enemies like we would do if we were in charge. That's why we don't trust God to take care of our financial problems because God probably isn't going to give you the million dollars like you want him to. He's not going to let you win the lottery like you've been praying for and like you've been wanting. And the truth is you just need to trust God and let him figure out how this is all going to get done. Kind of like we were talking about this morning, with this building Thank God He knew what was going on He knew what was best But we did not have to have a lot of time Where we were just kind of trusting him That he was going to take care of everything We didn't know how it was going to go down But we knew he was going to do it We just trusted him And you know what? He did it He took care of it But too many people today We only give lip service to the prayer In other words We will say the prayer with our mouth But we walk away Not believing that God's going to do anything about it We walk away from it With no change in our heart with no peace, with no comfort, because we don't think God's going to do anything about it. And if that's what you feel in your heart, God knows that, and you know, he's not going to answer your prayers. He's not going to help you out in that situation. And what we need to learn to do is just trust people. Sometimes you have to trust people. We, You know, you hear the illustration, you know, you, you know every time you get into an airplane, you're trusting a man that you don't know with your life, aren't you? You're trusting that that pilot is going to get you To where you want to go, and you see people sometimes that are in an airplane, they're in the same airplane, and yet you'll have the ones that are just holding onto their seats, Allie, you know, know, closing their eyes, you know, bracing themselves, while you see other people sitting there reading a book calmly during takeoff, landing. You know what's what's the difference? You're in the same plane, you're in the same situation, but there's one person. They, You know what? In their hearts, they trust that pilot. He's going to take care of me. There's others that don't trust that pilot, and they think they're going to help themselves by just bracing themselves really hard. Listen, if a plane crashes, you're getting smashed to smithereens no matter how tight you hang on. So, And, and that's how I am sometimes. And I, I think about that sometimes when I'm flying. It's like, man, if this thing goes down, I'm dead meat. And I can sit here and I can worry about it. Or and, and this is what I do, and you know, because I, I sometimes get a little nervous. You know, I, I'm I'm more used to it now, but back when I wasn't that used to it, what I would do that would calm me down is, and I I find myself doing this almost any time I get a plane. Is, as soon as I start getting nervous, I just ask my, I just I like do an internal check to make sure I'm in the will of God, because I'm cool with dying in the will of God, but if I'm not in the will of God, then I'm a little concerned. So when I'm on that plane, I'm just like, all right. Lord, are we okay right now? Am I in your will? And then if I'm in his will, then it's like, okay, I'm good. I might as well relax. And if I die, I'm going to die relaxed. I'm going to die cool. Well, everybody else is panicking. I'm just going to, I'm going to sit there. So why? What's that? I mean, you know, that's just, if you're going to die, that's impressive. You can keep your cool through the whole thing. I don't know. I think about stuff like that, but, but either way, you know, if you know you're in the will of God, what you just need to do is just trust him to take care of the details. That will, that will relieve a burden that will relieve a weight that you know what's going to do. It's going to be healthier navel and marrow to your bones. Once you, once you get rid of that weight, it's going to make things so much easier You know, because even too, when you have a lot of extra weight on you, it affects a lot of other things. You know, for example, you know, if you're a really heavy person, a lot of times people, they struggle with knee pain and joint pains, all these things. And then when they lose the weight, often those things go away because there's less stress on their body. And many people today, they're struggling mentally and emotionally. You know why? Because they're carrying all these weights, figuratively speaking, and it's doing damage. To them, and you know what you got to do? You got to get rid of that weight. A lot, some people need to stop worrying so much about losing physical weight and losing some mental weight. That's the, that's the kind of diet some people need to go go on, where they start giving these burdens over to God, handing these things, and just getting these weights off of their backs. And if they do that, they might find out they might find themselves living a much easier life mentally. But you know what? You've got to be somebody who knows how to trust people, and so. Is that you? Have you been struggling with worry? Do you struggle with trust? How about, how are you doing? Have you been struggling with spiritual fatigue? Many people, they just often get wore out. You know, we just, we just get mentally drained. We get, we get emotionally or spiritually drained. Now, there's a lot of reasons for this. But I like what Jesus said in Matthew 11, verse 28. He said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, when he said this, the context of it is you had people that were carrying all these burdens of the law. They were trying to keep all these commandments. They were trying to do all these good works. So they could, you know, work their or earn their way to heaven. Jesus wanted them, instead of doing that, to just trust him. And so he told these people who had been put under a lot of burdens by the Pharisees, too, who were trying to get them to keep all these traditions and things and adding to the word of God. He's telling them, you know what? Come to me. I'll give you rest. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly and ye shall find rest unto your souls For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, one thing that happens, we could preach a whole message just on this. Spiritually, when it comes to the things of God, often these things just become a chore. And when the things of God become a chore, if you're coming to church because you're just trying to impress people, you know what, you're going to get wore out, spiritually speaking. And you know what you need to do? You need to renew some things in your mind and get back to coming back to church for God. If you're if you're just going soul winning just to do it, just to say that you did it, just so you can impress your other brothers and sisters in Christ, eventually you're going to get bored with it. You're going to get tired of it. You know, things aren't always excitement in the religious world. You know, we go through seasons where there's a lot going on, where there's a lot of excitement, where things are happening. You know, we have times, you know, we have days like today where we have a lot of visitors and stuff and good things are happening in church, but we have other times When there's not, you know, you kind of go through those dry spells. And if you're just doing everything for the excitement, if you're just doing everything when it feels good, just understand one of these days you're just going to get wore out. You're going to get tired. You're going to get weary and you're going to lose your motivation. And we've got to make sure we're renewing in our mind that, you know what, we're here for Jesus Christ. I I don't want to bear the burden of being this hardcore, independent, fundamental Baptist so I can, you know, move up the ranks in the IFB world. So I can impress my brothers and sisters in Christ. So people will look at me and think, man, Pastor Tommy's a great man of God. You know what? I just want to be a follower of Christ. I just want to do what he wants me to do. And if I do that, those other things will probably take care of themselves. They might, they might not. But either way, when it comes to the burden, you know, Jesus Christ, he's trying to lift our burden. The things that God has commanded us to do are to make our life better, not to make it worse. It's to make our life easier, not more difficult. And too many people, they're not following the leading of the Holy Spirit on things. They're just going through the motions. And you know what happens? You just get wore out spiritually. You know, I, I, I just don't feel like going to church today. You know, nothing exciting's happened. There's nothing special going on. I don't feel like doing this. I don't feel like doing that. You know, it's not going to be my favorite songs being sung today. You know, I just, you know, it, you know, if. it, it just in winter, okay? Everything's harder in the winter, isn't it? And we go through, you know, we have to go through this every year where it's winter. And a lot of times it's hard just to get to church. You know, it's its a lot harder going soul winning and doing all those things. And we've got to understand that the things that we are doing as Christians, the work that we do, the practice that we do, these things are not supposed to be chores. They're not supposed to be these laborious rituals. These are supposed to be things that are done from the heart. And we need to renew these things in our lives every once in a while. Otherwise, we're going to get some spiritual fatigue. And you know what? Fatigue is, you know, a, you know that's a symptom of a lot of different things. That's a symptom that maybe something's wrong. And you're, and you know, physically with you. And you know what? Spiritual fatigue is another thing that can point out maybe you've got a lot of problems. And so, uh, if you, when you start feeling that way, What some people have to do when they get the spiritual fatigue, you know, their solution is to take a drug and it's called a camp meeting where a preacher gets up and he gets them all worked up emotionally and gets them all fired up and excited and gets them all running around and you know, get them feeling like they're not saved again, so they can come and get saved again and have that experience all over again. Hallelujah! And you know, and you know, everything's good again, and they're repentant of all their sins, and they're ready to you know live their life for the Lord. And you know, they're all fired up, but then they got to do it again six months from now. You know why? Because that that's just a that's just a drug. That's all that is. You know, they're not fixing the real problem. They're not taking care of the real thing, and that's why they've got to constantly do these things otherwise you know they're in trouble and so all of these things we're talking about these could almost be entire sermons we're not gonna we're not gonna do that but let's let's try to go through a few more of these real quick but here's another question you know how has your spiritual walk been going you know where are you at spiritually in your life right now and you say well you know how do you answer that question well Galatians chapter 5 19 Says now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, okay? Are you, ha- have you been walking in the flesh or have you been walking in the spirit? That will tell you how your spiritual life is. If you're walking in the flesh, this is how it's manifest. It's manifest by adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of which I tell you before, and as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the Spirit. How do you know that you've got the Spirit? How do you know you've been walking in the Spirit? Well, here's the fruit of the Spirit, and that is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. If you are struggling loving people, if you're just hating on everybody, you know what that tells me? That tells me you're not walking in the spirit. Your spiritual walk is really bad right now. You need to fix that if you don't have any joy. This is, this is the fruit of walking in the spirit, not the fruit of salvation, the fruit of walking in the spirit. Love, joy, peace, long suffering, okay? Long suffering means you might have to suffer for a long time. It doesn't mean everything's going to be easy, but you know what? You'll be able to handle. It. You'll be able to get through those difficult times. You'll be able to survive the winter. You'll be able to survive 2020 and 2021, and you know, the, even maybe even the whole Biden administration. You know, and who? You know, you'll be able to survive these things if you're walking in the Spirit. And so, if you're just short with everybody, if you don't have any patience, if you're just you know, one turmoil after another and every little thing gets you, you know what that tells me? It tells me your spiritual walk is not going well. And so you're not going to have these things. And notice most of these things that are being mentioned, these are things that go on up here in our head, isn't it? These are the things that affect us mentally that in turn affect us physically too. And we can go on and on talking about these things. But folks, right there, the fruit... Of the Spirit. It is the fruit, not that you have the Spirit, but that you are walking in the Spirit. That you're walking in the that you're walking in the Spirit. If you don't have these things in your life, it's not time to come and get resaved again. Okay, It's time for you to start walking in the spirit and being spiritual. And you know what that means? It means putting off that old man and not doing this other junk and doing the things that God has called you to do. And then that will help you to be spiritual. And when you're being spiritual, you know what? These other things are going to take care of themselves. You're going to have these other things. In your life. And so if I'm asking you. You know how is your spiritual walk in your house. Like well I haven't been to church in six months. I've been watching. You know I've been binge watching. Every bit of trash that they've got on Netflix. I watch the news all day. You know what? I mean I've been drinking. I've been hanging around with all these lost people. I think I know what's wrong with you mentally. I think I see. What's where you're going wrong. So. You need to. You need to do a self check. On these things. Another thing. You know, what does your mental diet consist of? Yeah, a lot of times doctors will ask you about your diet. Don't you hate that? When they ask you, when they ask you about your diet, you know, and, and you tell them, you know, you've been eating healthy and everything and they hook you up to an IV and, you know, Dr. Pepper's flowing through your bloodstream instead of, you know, blood and things like that. And, uh, I guess I haven't drinking a little too much soda, you know, I mean, but you know, your diet does affect you physically, doesn't it? And, what, and you know what? Your mental diet is going to affect you spiritually. Your mental diet is going to affect you. We already looked at Philippians 4 or 5, where it talks about let your moderation be known unto all men. It talks about the peace of God. But then let's uh, go look at verse 8. And then he says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. So folks, these things that we're talking about, they don't, they're not making movies about this stuff. This isn't what they're talking about on the news. And yet we've got people today, they got this steady diet of trash coming into their heads from what they're watching on television. Listen, if your child, you know, I I talked to a lady one time who thought, me me and my dad went over to visit her because she thought her son might be possessed. And she was wondering if we needed to pray over him or something. So we, he'd been going on the bus and was like, well... So it was going to be weird. You know, I didn't know what was going to happen. I was pretty young then, but I remember, you know, thinking, man, I hope his head doesn't spin, he doesn't crawl on the ceiling, and, you know, I'm expecting stuff to go flying around the room. You know, I had all these things going on in my mind that was going to happen. But I remember we were there in the house visiting with him, and I'm already kind of freaked out, you know, and, you know, we are there everything seemed pretty normal. But the, one of the things I remember noticing is this, he had video games everywhere. He was a lonely child, and he had two Nintendo DSs. Remember thinking, thing? I don't even have one. This kid's got two. He can't play two at the same time. He had, like, every gaming console you could have. They had this huge shelf full of movies and things, and I don't know if my dad noticed movies, but, you know, you know, one of the things he asked her, because she was talking about how he'd see things and how he's, you know, having nightmares, and this was happening, this was happening, and my dad said, well, you know, he said, well, you know, what kind of movies do you watch? Have you been watching a lot of horror movies? Well, yeah, yeah, he watched a lot of horror movies. You know, and he, she's, you know, he starts talking about like some of the things on their shelves. Some of these movies, you're like, you know what? If you're going to watch that kind of stuff all the time, it's going to mess with your head. If you're watching slasher movies and my, all this kind of stuff, that's going to mess with your head. And you know what we told her? You know, he should probably spend less time playing video games. He should probably spend more time playing outside. He should probably spend more time doing physical activity. She said, "All he does is play video games and watch TV all day. That is not the way a boy is meant to live. He's meant to go outside. He's meant to get physical. He's meant he's meant to get rough. And if you're and you know, I we we told him, was like, I don't think your son's possessed. I think he's just needs to change his lifestyle. He needs to get some of this trash out of his head. You need to stop watching all these movies, and maybe." Things will get a little bit better. And you know what? We've got people today, they are watching the news all the time. That's why old people are so worried a lot of times. Old people often watch the news all day long. Yeah. Folks, if you're watching that trash in the news all the time, I'm sorry, you're going to struggle mentally. If you're watching all the this this junk on TV, it is going to mess with you. We wonder why our society is so effeminate. We wonder why guys are so effeminate today. You know why? It's because they're watching all the homo stuff on television. I mean, all day long, they're just watching this constant filth and constant trash. That is going to affect you. And we've got people today who they spend hours and hours and hours watching television and they're stressed out. They're having all these mental problems. And what do they do? They want to go get a pill. And I'm not saying no one ever needs a pill, but you know what? Why don't you find out why you're struggling mentally? And if you find out, you know what? I have watched a lot of trash. Yeah, I have been acting a little crazy, but it's because of all the psycho horror movies I've been watching. You know what you need to do? You just need to stop doing that. You need to actually change some things. If I'm standing up here and I got my hand here and I'm busting my hand with this thing and I'm screaming in pain, you know what I need to do? I don't need to take some morphine or something. I need to stop beating my hand. And you got people that are going and getting their remote and turning on the television and watching this junk all day long or going on the Internet, watching all this junk, and then they wonder why they're all messed up in their head. I'm sorry. I can't help you. I can't help you. You can go ahead and take those drugs if you want, and it might calm you down for a little bit, but you know eventually they're going to wear off. You know what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to take more drugs, and then you're going to get the side effects from all those drugs you're taking. How about you just quit watching the trash? Then you would be fine. So that that... Mental diet, but folks, here's another thing too. I got. I'm going I'm to quickly do this. What does your physical diet consist of? Did you know that's going to affect you mentally? I've drank monsters in the evening before. You know what happens when I drink a monster in the evening? I dream about monsters. I mean, not necessarily monsters, but I have stressful dreams. You know, you drink that much caffeine late at night, it's going to mess you up. I used to drink Lipton green tea, and I figured out it gave me nightmares tasted good but it gave me nightmares and you say that's weird that's really weird that's the way it affected me you know what i did i quit drinking it because i wanted to sleep good i didn't want to have these bad nightmares now i could have kept drinking that lifting sweet tea and taking some sleeping pills and i might have slept better but then i'm going to get side effects from all those sleeping pills that i'm taking i don't want to live a life taking pills all the time and i figured that out i, I mean I've I've figured out how different things affect me in my diet, and sometimes I just have to say, you know what? I've been drinking too much soda. I got to cut back because I start when I drink too much caffeine, I start having nightmares and I don't sleep real good. You know, I'm sure there's a scientific explanation for that. I don't know what it is, but I do know doing that affects me that way. And so you know what? I don't do it. I, I have to change that. We've got to learn to do that. In Psalms 104, verse 15, it says, And wine maketh glad the heart of man, and oil to make his face to shine, and bread which strengtheneth man's heart. Boy, you know, isn't there something that just makes you feel good sometimes about eating? Have you ever been? I mean, we've all been there. Where you did, you just had this euphoria come over you after eating, you know, that really good meal, and it just, man, you know. You were all hangry before, and in a bad mood, and you ate that food, and all of a sudden, man, you were just... As thrilled as could be. You know, it, it does that. It it does that to you. It, we're not gonna go take time to read it. In first Samuel chapter 14, remember the story when Saul sends his men into a battle and he tells them, Go on a fast, no eating, which was a very dumb thing to do. And remember what it said when Jonathan, who hadn't heard that vow, he went and he tasted a little honey, and it says his eyes were enlightened. Just that little bit of honey when he was starving. It made him just feel so much better. But then, if you go on and read that story, after uh, they finally finished this battle, it says in verse 32, And the people flew upon the spoil and took sheep and oxen and calves and slew them on the ground, and the people did eat them with the blood. Then they told Saul, saying, Behold, the people sin against the Lord, and that they eat with the blood, and he said, You have transgressed. Roll a great stone onto me this day. Folks, that is disgusting. Why did they do that? Why would they behave that way? Why didn't they take the time to get rid of the blood? Why didn't they take the time to cook it? You know why? Because these guys were starving and you know what they did when they got, when they were starving? They acted like animals. Because that's what starvation can do sometimes. That was, that was really dumb for Saul to tell them to do that. But I just say all that to say the things that we eat do affect us. And if you are on a steady diet of Casey's donuts and McDonald's and Burger King and you know, all that wonderful trash that's out there, it might start messing with you. I don't understand all that. A dietician could probably help you out with that a little bit, but I know for me, certain food, certain drink affect me negatively while uh, there's others that affect me very positively. There's some that affect me very positively you know, like a monster, but then it comes with side effects later. And so it's like, you know, maybe don't do that. You got to figure that stuff out. You know, you need to learn to look into your diet and sometimes you might need to change it. And so the last verse, Proverbs 16, verse 32 says, he that is slow to anger is better than the mighty and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city. Here's Here's my question for you. Who is in charge of your spirit? Who's in charge of it? Some people, they let their spouse be in charge of their spirit. They let their kids be in charge of their spirit. Some people, they let other people be in charge of their spirit. I can't be happy because I hate this person. So you're going to let that other person affect your spirit. You're going to let them control your spirit. You know what? You are weak. You're weak. You need to control your spirit. Oh, yeah, I'm in a bad mood. I'm in a bad mood, but I got a reason. It's because of this person. Okay, so you have given them control over your spirit. That's not that's not good. You know what? You need to take control of your spirit. And you know what? Maybe you're not. But under you need you know what you need to admit then? It's because I am weak. Because what does it say? He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. He that ruled his spirit than he that taketh the city. You might be very weak. Spiritually, or you might not have that control over your spirit, but you know what you need to do? It's time to start doing some mental exercise. You know what some of you need to do? You need to hit the mental gym. Is what you need to do. And start exercising that mind. Because, you know, what, other people are always going to be around. There's billions of people in this world. We're not getting rid of all of them. I don't care what the Georgia Guidestones say. That's probably not going to happen. You're probably not going to get that done. There's always going to be a lot of people. We were in Chicago one time. I almost hit two people with my car. My family was like, "That's two people you've almost hit. And I'm like, look how many people there are in this city. Nobody's going to care if I take out two of them. (laughs) And there's 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 a lot of people out there in the world today. That's just the way it is. And you know what? We've got to learn how to live with them. You know what? There's a lot of people out there I don't like. I don't like the homos. But do I want to let them control my spirit? Do I want to give a bunch of freaks control over my mind and my spirit and let them to just be able to play me and make me miserable? I don't want to do that. And you know what? Just like a lot of people, they don't want to be beat up physically. They don't want to be intimidated physically. So they go and they try to strengthen themselves. You know what? Some of us need to start trying to strengthen ourselves mentally. And get control of your spirit. So when it comes to our body and soul and spirit, we've got to understand these things all work together. They all work together. They're all connected. And it's important that we understand where the problem is and pinpoint that problem. Otherwise, things are never going to get better. And thankfully, the Word of God can help us get to the bottom of it. And that's why the Bible says in Hebrews 4.12, For the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart neither is there any creature that is not manifest in the sight but all things are naked and opened under the eyes of him whom we have to do the spirit or the word of god is what gets to the bottom of these things the ultimate cat scan x-ray or whatever that you could take over your mind is with this thing right here this thing right here, and it will, it will help you find those problems, cause I don't want to just take drugs to just mask the symptoms. I'm not, and you know, I've taken medicine before, you know, when you're sick, sometimes you gotta take the medicine. You know, that, that's, but at the same time, anytime I've ever gone to a doctor and they're like, I want you to take this medicine, I ask them a whole bunch of questions, cause a lot of doctors are drug pushers. And I'm like, is this, to get me better, or is this to just cover my symptom? Because I want to fix whatever's wrong, because I don't want to have to keep taking this drug. I only want to take it if it's temporary, and that needs to be our attitude. And don't just mask the problem, fix the problem. Ask God to help you identify, where am I going wrong in my life, so I can fix these things and get control of this mind. I don't want to be one of the masses of crazy people. And the world is full of it. And so use the word of God to your advantage. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for your word. Dear God, I pray you'll help us to follow these things. Lord, I pray you'll help us to uh, work on trusting you more and strengthening ourselves spiritually. And I pray you'll just give everyone that peace that only you can give. Lord, we live in a crazy world and in crazy times. But help us during these times to just draw closer to you and hide behind you. In your name we pray. Amen.